Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dunder Mifflin The people purses paper people Dunder Mifflin The people purses paper people Dunder Mifflin The people purses paper Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and corporate liaison, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jades. McGruber! <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Oh, who likes water ski on Lake Erie? No, what? <laughs> Where does Dracula like to water ski? Lake Erie. <laughs> Uh, every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, uh, later in the episode, we're going to do a little conference room. We got some listener-provided trivia. Um, we wanted to let y'all know that uh, after this episode, we're going to switch to every other week for November. Um, and then we'll be back every week in December. We'll be bringing you uh, new content all through the holidays. Um uh, but uh, but yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. We're going to be talking about costume contests today. Yeah, the last year we talked about different recurring themes through Halloween episodes in The Office, and this year we wanted to focus in on one particular episode, uh, costume contest from Season 7. I think uh, one of our favorites uh, and a really, really great uh, general episode of The Office. Um, yeah. Excited. Heck Excited yeah. to get into it, guys. Um, I do <laughs> one more note really quick before we jump in just business stuff. You mentioned Sean, we're, we are switching every other week. We're still going to be doing our Patreon yes. stuff on a regular basis. Oh and yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I'd still like to get together and maybe Edwin and I will do a little, uh, couple bonus things here and there. We just did our fantasy episode anti-draft. Uh, so you can find that on Patreon that just came out this last week. That's a little bonus episode. We're going to try and do more of that stuff for you. So if you're missing us as we go yeah. to every other week, uh, again, this is just holidays coming up, life busy, work. Uh, we just have to switch for a bit. Um, you can always catch up on our Patreon episodes. We got a bunch of mailbag episodes there, extra stuff. So sign up, get some of that stuff. It'll yeah. get you through to the holidays. Lots of and like extra. Michael says, the only reason we get out of the game is to get reluctantly called back in. That's right. No, that's right. <laughs> exactly. We'll be back to weekly as yeah. soon as we can. Exactly. But this week we're talking costume contest. Season 7, episode 6, directed by... Dean Holland. Who's Dean Holland? He's an editor for The Office. <laughs> Brothers of Jim Sweden. Um, yeah. And uh, it's Jim Sweden. And uh, in Norway. Uh, yeah. Don't forget about Travis Finland. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Travis Finland. <laughs> That's a good fake name. <laughs> uh Written by Justin Spitzer, also uh, an editor for The Office, but also appears on the show oh. as the intern at the hospital in Fun Run. Oh, that's nice. funny. <laughs> yeah, Justin Spitzer is the writer of this episode. <laughs> um, and, it, and it aired on October 28th, 2010, which is exactly 10 years ago uh, from this, uh, oh this my episode God, dropping. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. October 28th, 2010. Mm-hmm. What were you doing? Well, let's see. I graduated college <laughs> that May, and so that October, yeah. I was working. I was out. I was working at Moab. 
Utah as a as a river guide. Hmm. Pretty sure Edwin and I were still in Eugene. Yes, you guys are That's younger correct. than me. I'm the oldest on the show. Yeah. 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 Eugene, Oregon, God's country. Old man. <laughs> Shout out to Corbin Smith. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, what a time. Ten years. Ten years aired tonight. Ten years. Yep, yep. Um, there's a fantastic cold open in this episode. That Stanley doesn't notice anything. Um, <laughs> we get uh, uh, Jim accidentally puts down his, his uh, coffee mug in front of uh, G- uh, Stanley, and he's drinking orange juice out of it. Um, we get a very uh, good to- Jim. There's a few times in the show Jim does like a oh he, to kind of yeah. to kind of signify that something's wrong. Like oh, uh, yeah. this is a, a great one. Another notable one, of course, is when he's cutting Michael off uh, when he's talking to him about the generous <laughs> yeah. offer to buy your company. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and if, there's a few others <laughs> that I can't that I can't think of right now. <laughs> That's a great move. Um, yeah, I, I love this uh, cold open. I mean, uh, uh, I was just watching this with Ryan and she was bringing it up too. It's like, it's funny that like Michael is involved in this prank. I don't know if that's, if you guys feel that way, but it's just, it's it's odd that like he's been brought in on it to, but I, I don't, like, does that feel weird to you guys? Yeah, it feels like Michael yeah. would ruin it immediately. That seems right. like his, his M.O., but yeah, I agree. It is fun to have Michael injecting his energy and his silliness into these uh, pranks, and the, how how dramatic they get, and how much they ramp yeah. up. They get Dwight um, bringing in some funny. livestock. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is funny to have the world just shift and change around one character, Stanley, who is completely, you know, he just is ignoring everything around him. It's it's rem- it's stupid, but it's my thing now. <laughs> It does remind me of like the time when they all trick uh, Michael into thinking that it's five o'clock when he falls asleep mm-hmm. after eating a, an entire chicken pot pie. That one is um, when they're like convinced him it's they set the clock and he's like, hold up, like that clock is slow. That's a that's a yeah. they, they set the clocks <laughs> and right. then they had Pam waiting with the mustache on and Dwight waiting with the donkey uh, on his way out of the office. That's quite some setup there. A lot of initiative they're doing. Of course, Michael would or be on board, too. They're like, hey, Michael, let's play a game with Stanley. He's like, yeah. Or they took the, they think that they took down the clock to make it like five minutes behind and then put it back up, and he still didn't know. Um, yeah. We also get a sighting of Michael's hand puppet with the little punching arms. Oh, yes, which the little boxing puppet. The old, one of the other times you see it is when he's punching into Kevin's M&Ms. Um, yeah. <laughs> with that same little puppet, uh, which just really makes me laugh. Something about the way it moves is so funny. Uh, yeah, but that's a, a, I love the cold open here. And then I we got sort of like three main storylines in this episode. I'd say we have uh we have the Michael Dar- Dar- Michael Daryl Gabe storyline where Daryl uh has this great idea for delivery drivers to be able to make sales. Um which by the way, I was always confused about Jim being stoked on this idea, right? Doesn't this isn't he concerned about his commission and how this affects his job? So this is this is very very explicitly sort of communicated in the deleted scenes. But okay, and, and I think Gabe does say it when he's up at that whiteboard with that acronym that we never get an explanation for. Podio, yeah. it says, but um, that the drivers make sales and split the commissions with the salesmen, so mm. they get half of sales they wouldn't have made anyway. Right, right. That's awesome. Okay, because the drivers can upsell when they're there. Well, then it's brilliant. 
No wonder he's he's excited. It's a great idea. Um, this is a funny part uh, about. Sorry, got- this is a funny part about this episode is like how silly this episode is, but it's all shrouded in like some very real business stuff, much more than we usually get in an episode of The Office, as far as the actual innards of Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> there is a deleted scene. This feels like an as appropriate time as sure. any to bring it up, but where Michael and Dwight decide they need a strangle using Dwight's parlance, Daryl's idea. So they act out a little play in front of everyone where Dwight is the working man trying to make an honest buck. And Michael is the boss man who's only concerned about the dollar. And Michael says, uh, if you can use theater to teach uh, people about the dangers of rent in the gay community, then we can use it to teach them here. Um, I usually don't enjoy the theater, but this is delightful. (laughs) Nice. But what ends up happening is Dwight ends up, they end up making the point that it's a really good idea <laughs> on accident. <Got> it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael doesn't pass the idea along and, um, uh, and uh, then tries to kind of backtrack. But then when he learns that uh, Daryl went uh, over his head to go behind his back <laughs> um, to talk to Gabe, um, then he gets upset. Um and KB makes three. <laughs> I mean, this is just, this is great. This is a great Michael uh, plot line. Uh, you love to see uh, Michael getting getting upset, um, dressing up as people. <laughs> also just uh, feeling bad for a really understandable, normal reason, which is, hey, Daryl should get credit, which is actually a much more empathetic and mature uh, this is only a season seven. Michael Scott would even really feel that the yeah. way he's expressing it and, and feeling bad to Daryl. Mm-hmm. Usually, he's always treating Daryl as like, "Oh, this like uneducated guy who made it upstairs," you know, which is really demeaning to him and not fair of Michael at all. And this mm-hmm. is this is like a nice turn of Michael realizing that he he messed up and he wants to make it right. Of course, <laughs> immediately. <even> see... undercut. Yeah, <laughs> we even see that. Uh... When later, when Daryl and Michael are sitting talking to Gabe together, uh, Daryl makes the point that Michael has always overlooked mm-hmm. him, and Gabe's is whoa, boom, like, and, yeah, bombs uh, dropping. Right, and Michael says, "We're thinking, we're thinking." Okay, you lost the point of the fact that we're thinking. This is Michael processing in real time his emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it leads to like this whole thing of like Michael's trying to say like. You know, if Daryl comes to me with ideas, like we'll put them in a hat and Aaron will pick them out, and which is obviously like not a good idea mm-hmm. at all. Um, and then they just go around and around and around until uh, finally uh, Michael and Daryl agree that they'll they'll go over Gabe's head to Joe if, if they feel like they need to. Yeah, and that storyline kind of ends with uh, with Daryl talking to Andy. Um, and we learn about Andy's column that he wrote daily, Bernard's regards, <laughs> his freshman, freshman year at year. Cornell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Daryl, his ambition is kind of reset a little bit um, in season seven. And uh, that's kind of where it nets out for Daryl. I kind of like that. It gives Daryl like this new energy to kind of keep pushing uh, as far as his career goes. Yeah, there's a couple of points in this episode where Daryl really like shines. And he's like that first First, when they're talking to Gabe and he's like, what did you ever do for me? Ed Truck hired me. You know, Joe promoted me. Gabe listened to me. All you ever did was, you know, stand in my way. Um, and then and then he says something like, I have ambition. Like, and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you know, Daryl standing up for himself. And then and then 
uh, when uh, when um, Andy invites him out to go to Danny's bar, uh, he says, no, I do have big plans at this company. And he sticks around. So he's like, he knows what he wants. Um, he sticks around to work instead it, of go to the bar. Yeah, right, right. And uh, and uh, it just makes you think about the ne- the very next season, too, when he doesn't become the manager and gets really depressed. Um, uh, it, it, I don't know. It, he gets it, you see how quickly he gets discouraged by not getting that that manager job. Yeah. when he was so committed um, not that much earlier. One thing that I took away from rewatching this season or this episode is is reinforced how much I love season seven. It's one of my personal favorite seasons. So good. I think the reason or part of the reason for that is that the corporate structure that exists in the office at that time gives is stable enough to think that characters can find a home or that they have a room or a place for their ambition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like Daryl succeeding and moving forward and trying to find another opportunity in the company seems realistic. He's, it's, it seems like he's got the right ability and the right sort of attitude to do it. And then in season eight and season nine, the sort of corporate structure kind of dissolves. Robert California is such a wild card uh, over the top of them. And then in season nine, it's so loose because all of a sudden they're Dunder Mifflin yeah. again and there's David right. Wallace there. Um, mm-hmm. Like season seven is the last piece where they've got they've got Joe who is there. We've seen her in season six, but she plays a very small, much smaller role in season seven. But we all know who they're talking about and she's stable enough that she doesn't need to be in every episode all the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. At least following season. And we also get, you know, we get Daryl expressing, uh, you know, he says sometimes seems like it was better down in the warehouse, you know, near the end when he's talking to Andy Mm -hmm. in this episode. Mm -hmm. And we get this a few times from Daryl, I think where he's, he's sort of confronted with like the fact that if he wants to continue rising in the company, he just has to put up with a lot of bullshit that he probably didn't have to in the warehouse. And there's just all this weird corporate chain of command that is can be really aggravating and can be maddening, you know, when you're just like, the point is, this is a good idea and we could all make more money. It should be that simple. And instead, Michael mm-hmm. is throwing a fit about it. There's all this. Gabe is, you know, getting his nose in there and wants a piece of everything. So it's just like, it's it's good to see the office through Daryl's eyes time and uh, now and again. And this is a good episode where he's just like trying to just sit in the background and keep things simple. And even when Michael apologizes, he's like, we're all good. As long as we don't, you know, I just don't even want Michael to know. Uh, but that's not how it works <laughs> out, of course. And it's just great because this whole in time se- they're all wearing costumes. <laughs> in uh, in Welcome Party in season eight, uh, Daryl talks about how in the, in the warehouse they had nicknames for everyone. Andy was Jelly Roll. Mm-hmm. Mike was Dennis the Menace. And Ryan was Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, can I get a plus five? And then, uh, <laughs> it's all it's guys. All guys. <laughs> uh, one, another thing on Daryl, uh, just to keep it going, is uh, another takeaway from this episode is how many really, really, really great small details are packed in this mm. episode. And one is when Michael calls Daryl on a speakerphone, <laughs> and Daryl's, la- you know, he's trying to play under the radar. He's trying to play cool. This is embarrassing, Mike. And the last thing he says, "All right, let me put my shoes on." <laughs> I know, I noticed yeah. that this time too. I noticed that. I also noticed Michael has a sign above his office that says the chop house, which was funny. Yeah. The decorations are amazing in this episode. Above and beyond. Yeah. Um, Pam did a great job. Yeah. Do you want to go to the next storyline or do you want to? 
also wait yeah. before we do i just laughed really hard at michael wearing the mcgruber oh, yeah. wig the whole time <laughs> for whatever it seems like the wig matched the personality that he wishes he had yeah, it's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> I will say, like, that, just that scene with Daryl and Andy, like, you know, normally Daryl would just maybe treat Andy like he's just, uh, you know, ramble, you know, he, like he wouldn't bother listening to him. But I think because of, you know, what Daryl's gone through this episode and people not listening to him and stuff like that, there is kind of this shot of him, like, sort of turning towards Andy and, like, really listening to him. And then he tries to kind of hear the point that Andy's making. And, and um, this was your freshman in a way, <laughs> yeah, right. And, it, yeah, he's really listening. And then, <laughs> but, like, in a way, I think, you know, it, just like you were saying, he's, like, think he's sitting there thinking, like, oh, man, things were easier in the warehouse. But listening to Andy's story, he realizes, like, okay, well, maybe I'm just thinking about what is comfortable when I could have something better. Um, um, but yeah, let's move on to, uh, the, the other, uh, plot line happening in this, in this episode, which I'd say is Pam and Danny oh, and yes. Jim. Wait, I have, I have, sorry. I got one last little thing that I wanted oh, to say about the anti Daryl conversation, which is we may have a clue here as to where the Bernard family fortune comes from, which is going to be yeah, in right. media or some form of media, because if Walter Bernard mm. Hall is the hall that Andy walked out it's of the journalism from the student paper. It's probably the journalism building. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Media so, mogul. Yeah, some sort of media empire. Anyway. Well, they made their fortune uh, as whistleblowers. That's right. Yeah, no. <laughs> or silencing. Oh, journalism, dude. Oh, yeah, silencing whistleblowers. Investigative journalism. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you silenced today? Um all right, Pam and Danny and Jim. Danny has a bar, owns a bar called Public School, um, which is a hilarious. great name for a bar. You're, you're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. A plus. Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and invites everybody uh, to celebrate Halloween there, but um, – uh, because of the, because Danny's kind of around in the office, uh, we learn that uh, Pam and Danny went on two dates many years ago, um, and J- and Danny never called her after the second date. Um, we also got Jim kind of not wanting to dress up, which he's known to do. Yeah, he always is doing like kind of um, half-assed costumes and stuff it's like so that. Lame. So Jim is so lame when it comes to Halloween. It's like, lame. come on, dude. Like I. <laughs> We get it, but just come on, dude. Don't bring that attitude into the office about it. Hey, we talked about this in last year's episode. Jim's kind of like costumes and how his uh, his indifference to Halloween is much, much less charming over the course yeah, of the show. Yeah, and the more yeah. I watch it, like you're the, like, first, the first time his three hole punch Jim is like, oh, that's kind of funny and silly. Like, you're just kind of making a joke. But the rest of it, where he just wears the Dave name tag, it's just not the yeah. same thing. It's mm-hmm. just being real trolly. He's, Jim's weird. That Jim's yeah, but, weird in this episode. Uh, to bring it back to this storyline, I mean, when they end up sort of confronting Danny, it's a very odd way that he does it. Um, but and we'll, yeah. we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that because I I think that moment is right after that is the Seems best that, moment of I this mean, episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say two two times Jim kind of confronts Danny like really in in really close quarters in that little break yeah. room. Um, in the kitchen it's yeah. super Packers weird sitting there yeah and 
That's that's what I think is the right. funniest oh. moment of this episode. <laughs> I love that moment. You remember oh Packer's been God. in there the whole time. He's got the bag with – just crossed out what it says and it just says trouser mouse. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Halpert, looking for somebody to bang your wife? <laughs> I thought it was such a such a funny thing that they clearly – so the conceit of the episode or at the beginning, Gabe brings them in to talk about sales techniques or, or, or like some sort of policy thing. Yeah, so new sales policy. Packer and yeah. Danny are both – yeah, they're both in off the road, which is great because it brings them back into the fold for this episode. And yeah. I thought, you know, watching that moment of them in the kitchen with Jim, Danny and, and Todd Packer are just total opposites. Danny is also not dressed up. Packer is is dressed up in something kind of inappropriate. Kind of. He's literally <laughs> pregnant. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's sitting on the he's sitting on the counter with his leg up. Danny's like just pouring himself coffee. And the other thing too is Danny is the everyone in the office sort of agrees that he's hot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But he's not, Danny doesn't seem to be making moves he on anyone. He will win hottest in Tom the Packer office on the only next year. Or sorry, that, right. this very year. Uh, Excuse me. No, later Excuse in the me, season. This um, but t- Todd is the one who makes inappropriate comments about all of the female coworkers and stuff. In you know, Halpert, you're looking for someone to bang your wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's getting close to your Bob Vance voice there, Edward. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon, they're all, they're all just going to be yeah. Bob Vance. Yeah. You That's know, what I- she said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I never noticed too that uh, on the bag that he's holding up to his crotch, he's like crossed something out. So I wonder if it was actually some little, oh, yeah. like thing that Pam set out for everyone, and then he just made this made that adjustment. <laughs> and what a funny interaction between Danny and Todd—the only one that we really see. Which is Danny says, "I don't think that's going to work out the way yeah, you think." It doesn't. I don't think you get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, back to back to Jim and and this whole love triangle. This is such a weird little arc for these guys because we see Jim and Pam's relationship like not uh, tested's not the right word, but like it has its we see, it gets its own little strains throughout the show. Right. This is sort of a unique one where we ever hear about one of them legitimately liking somebody else because even. Jim and Karen, right. Jim um, and and Jim and Katie, and it was always Jim had eyes for Pam, and it was just and Pam and Roy. Obviously, she's unhappy the whole time, and so it's always been a perfect match. But here's the first time there's a little bit a kernel of like, oh wait a minute, it wasn't that Pam. It, it, she didn't call. He didn't call Pam back. Like Pam was still on board when this thing ended. Yeah, it's the first time it's been tested that way, and it's an odd way they play it out. But I will say it does seem like. Uh, the way they investigate it together just proves the point that they're meant to be together. Right. Yeah. That's very true that Jim has her back, even like just talking about. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a little strange. Like, or you would think it would be, he's roughing him up in the kitchen, you know, holding the shirt collar. He's, he's really like doing Pam's dirty work. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for sure. The moment where Pam and uh, Jim are doing a talking head together and, Pam turns, she's like, please, please. And he's like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. That's a moment we don't really get to see on camera mm-hmm. very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was kind of an interesting moment for Jim and Pam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. It, it, ultimately, I think what's really nice about this story is it just brings Jim and Pam closer together. Yeah. They just realize that they're that they're meant to be together and that they enjoy, they don't really care. You know, Pam shouldn't care that Danny thinks that, she's a dork because she's got Jim and mm-hmm. you know, and he'll always stand by her, even if it means wearing a costume. Um, 
But yeah, I also love uh, just other moments from this whole story arc. Uh, uh, I love uh, Andy and Kevin approaching yes. <laughs> approaching Danny. <laughs> okay. Did you notice that when he's at the water cooler, Kevin pats him yeah, on the butt? I, I noticed that this time too, like to get his attention. <laughs> oh. He just slaps him on the butt. Yeah. Like, hey, Danny, as dude, they walk up to Danny, him. Yeah. That's amazing. Danny has the weirdest day of work ever, <laughs> if you look at it from his perspective of what happened. Mm-hmm. He's so cool, though, man. He plays it so cool. Like, he's like, like they're like, he's like, Jim and Pam really said that? And he's like, I'll talk to him. He's like, you know, yeah. he's just like, he's like, there's nothing he can't handle, man. A nice set of shoulders he's got, too. Ugh. Beautiful, man. You bought man. your man, Danny? Me, all me too. <laughs> Do you guys ever watch? Uh, what, was it Westwood? Is that the or West what's that? World? Uh, no, no, no. Deadwood. 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 <laughs> you matched up. <laughs> did you match up Westworld and Deadwood? Westwood. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, man. dude. No, Agent Forty Seven from Hitman. That's right. I saw that movie in theaters. One of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> Uh, any any other uh, takeaways from uh, Pam and Danny and Jim? I don't know. I think I, th- I no, think I your think cat Yumi's got some think... things to say though. Jesus! Oh my goodness! She's it's because it's because <laughs> Ryan left, and so she's just like meowing at the door, waiting it's, for her. You know what? Back. This is a Halloween episode. It'll be kind of creepy, like a little cat screeching <laughs> yeah, in the background the whole time. Cat. So. Uh, it yeah. is funny that Danny uh, or that Pam is in kind of full on dork mode. She's dressed up as olive oil. She's put together all these fun games for yeah. everyone. She's really having fun, and so it kind of it kind of let, takes the wind out of her sails yeah. a little bit. But I'm uh, it, it is nice the way that Jim and Pam come back. Pam's playing a dangerous game, by the way. She, yeah. she keeps wanting to know the truth. It That's keeps a dangerous game, friend. And she yeah. finally gets there, and then like. It's the truth hurts. And that's why Jim, I think, puts the costume on at the end, right? Is he realizes like Pam's going to just keep thinking about this. And like mm-hmm. the best way to do that is like, I got to do something real dorky. And for Jim, it's putting on that outfit. Well, yeah, he has to know? he has to show that he loves her because exactly. she's a dork. Like that's exactly. part of the reason he cares about her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we reciprocate that energy and mm-hmm. that, you know. I and it's such a, a it's such a great way, a, such a great story to go alongside Halloween with dressing up in costumes. Like it's just a perfect way to end it. Uh, I, that's what really struck me watching it for however many times this was was just how how well the theme is integrated into the holiday. Uh, it's great. Mm. Yeah, I I thought this was really yeah this it's a really nice uh, storyline. It's like and and uh, Danny you know, does come up with a pretty good lie mm-hmm. at first, which is that, you know, oh, well, she was just talking about you the whole time. And, you know, I'm sure he thought like in his mind, like, okay, that ought to be enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, because I, I, I am a little bit like, man, like he could have come up with something better to say than like, yeah, she's a little dorky. Like, yeah. Like, but maybe he's just like, maybe he's just like, man, I can't deal with this anymore. Like I, I tried with you people, but I'm just going to come out and say it. (laughs) He keeps getting confronted at every turn. Yeah. He's, I think eventually he's just like, okay, I've had it. There is also that part of course, where he's like letting everyone know about the party and, uh, like, you know, creeds like who's going to be there. Will it be people our age? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, and then we get to, yeah. Yeah, and then Ryan asking if uh, he can bring five guys, uh, uh, get a plus five all guys, and uh, Danny just goes, 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> like swats away. So cool. Um, I think you could say the theme but, of this episode, guys, is taking off your costumes, taking off your masks, right? Daryl wants to be seen. Dropping. Daryl wants to be seen not as a warehouse worker. That old uniform. Right. Whoa. Pam wants to. Pam wants everyone to take their masks off and just let's be honest. Tell me the reason you didn't date. Oh me. yo, let's. Well, Pam wants everyone to have their masks on for the costume contest. Yeah, for Jim. It's true. It's a thin, thin metaphor. Real quick before we move on to this last story arc, I just there's also this part, and I think we mentioned this before. So, but but Michael dressing up as Daryl. He's got the two oh, yes. black marks behind his yeah, ear. Yeah, we talked about this. Which, which, we've, which we think is he, he thought about go like painting his, his <laughs> he went, skin. He went so far as to and go then, to the bathroom and stand <laughs> yeah. in the mirror and go like this and then go, I, I can't. No, no, no yeah, it's no, I'm not going to so do much that. funnier, too, to think that he tried and decided not to. Very yeah, much. like maybe I shouldn't go this far, even in his emotional state. Um well, in season five, Pam talks about when when Michael just starts repeating Charles back mm-hmm. to him. Pam talks about like the hierarchy of Michael's comedic routines and like right. how far he's gone if he's just repeating someone's uh, words back to them. So I have to imagine dressing up as someone is uh, is right up there. <laughs> yeah. She even says, "When has that ever worked? Never." <laughs> yeah, I'm hip and I'm jive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, so bad. Okay. Um uh finally, uh, I'd say the other main story arc here is is the costume contest. Uh you know, Pam has set up this costume contest. She's now the office administrator um and has to do things to prove her her mm-hmm. job, uh prove her worth. And so um she organizes this costume contest. She gets a Scranton area coupon book. With fifteen thousand dollars in savings, and um, everyone kind of it, the joke is kind of that like everyone's sort of mistaking this to be worth fifteen thousand dollars, and this is the, that really upsets Oscar, yeah. who keeps pointing. We out. used to get the Chinook book <laughs> as kids. I'm sure you did too, and that yeah, it oh, always yeah, said absolutely. it's like twenty thousand dollars of coupons. You know, I it's maybe like, used yeah. one at Baskin Robbins over a year when I was a kid. Oh, nice, dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> what flavor? Vanilla bean. <laughs> That's what I always oh, got as a kid. I was so boring. <laughs> I got vanilla or orange sherbet when I was feeling well, crazy. Yeah. Wild? Yeah. Vanilla is still awesome. Vanilla bean. Anyway, mm. yeah, back to this Halloween party. Uh, yeah, I mean... Everyone's super stoked. Everyone's super competitive. Um, especially Angela is very competitive, and Kelly, uh, of course, Kelly? and Kelly, yeah, big time, big time. Oscar, um, Oscar, <laughs> although not really, right? No, but in the end, he's the most competitive. He's he's the one to beat. Um, and then I I didn't catch this. I'm reading this off of Dunderpedia. Uh, but is Oscar dressed as a 70s pimp at one point? They wrote that, but I don't think he's supposed to necessarily be a pimp. I think he's just a guy from the 70s. Right. He is in full costume, like, yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. I um, present to you the rational consumer, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm not really sure why he changes. Kelly changes at one point, um, mm-hmm. prompting uh, Angela to change. 
Um, at first, she's just in a big uh, penguin. Uh, yeah. penguin onesie but then swaps that out for a sexy nurse i like to think she had that um, she, under the penguin just in case she says that she ran out for another costume um but uh and that was the only one that there was that was available maybe that one's just for dwight later i don't know although they're not I, really together yuck. at this point i guess I do love when Angela says, normally I wouldn't even, I hate to give Pam a compliment because she's so, uh, but this is a really great gift. I really want that coupon book. I love the way that it just spills out of her mouth. She doesn't even say the word. Well, yeah, I I love, yeah, that's a perfectly delivered line by uh, Mm -hmm. Angela Kinsey. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, just to run through the whole thing, we got Michael as McGruber. We got Dwight as the Scranton Strangler, Jim Popeye, Pam as Olive Oil, Ryan as Justin Bieber, Andy as Bill Compton from True Blood. Stanley as a samurai warrior, Kevin as Michael Moore, Creed as a mummy, Meredith as Sookie Stackhouse. Uh, is that that's also from also True, true Blood? Blood I guess. Also True I, Blood. I haven't seen it, but yes, yeah, also True yeah, Blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, we only see Meredith like when Aaron is bobbing for apples. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but any, but anyways, Aaron uh, is a monster. We got, uh, <laughs> Who I noticed <laughs> Aaron as a monster. On this watch a lot of the episode. I think she's just positioned as a face in the background to sort of bring some Halloween vibes. Um, even in the kitchen scene, she's just standing there for no reason. She's not involved in the scene. And that happens, I hmm. think, three or four times throughout this episode where she's just there. And it's just it's just this floating, <laughs> horrifying face. Uh, it's, a, it's a great move for a Halloween episode. In uh in the deleted scenes, there's she gives Daryl a package that's from Joe, congratulating him on his good idea. And she walks into the his, op, into his office and she's oh my god a fan. She takes off her mask and just sits in front of the fan. <laughs> and, then, and then Dwight comes in to kind of he's playing both sides. He talks about sitting on a fence, uh, right? And <laughs> or sleeping on a fence. Yeah. Uh, and he to get Aaron out of the office, he just unplugs the fan and throws it into the hallway, or like throws it just out into the office space. And she follows the fan. That's awesome. That's uh... <laughs> oh man, that's good. Yeah, we got Kelly as Snooky, and then as Katy Perry, Angela as a penguin, and then a sexy nurse. Toby is a hobo. Hobo. Oscar's a seventies disco he's a, person. He's a, he's a and then rational, rational consumer, consumer from the seventies initially. From the 70s. Daryl is Dracula, another vampire. Uh, Phyllis uh, is Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Yeah. Sotomayor. Sotomayor. Oh, Sotomayor. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. But um, Don't be such a Sotomayor wiener. (laughs) How are we supposed to know that besides that she's just wearing the... So once again, uh, what are you going to say, Edwin? Glasses, I would push them up over my nose. Um, <laughs> once again, um, in the in the deleted let's scenes, look at the text, shall yeah. we? Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> are there any uh, modules? Um, anyway, uh, Jim says uh, that's a great Elena Kagan to uh, to Phyllis. She says, "I'm Sonia Sotomayor." Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, we got Gabe as Lady Gaga, Todd Packer as a pregnant nun, Bob Vance as Dirty Harry, and (laughs) (laughs) and Cece as Sweet Pea uh, at the very end. Um, Cool. uh, Yeah. Anyways, I mean, anything else to say about costume contest? Favorite moments? One more uh, nerd moment from Deleted Seeds. Toby is playing with the Ouija board with uh, Gabe Love and that. Ryan, and Toby just says, oh, "Being dead is going to be so relaxing." <laughs> oh man, 
and they just oh, look over Toby. at him. <laughs> I feel you, Toby. Pre, I feel you. Pre Nelly Toby when he has some hope back in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is this episode. Uh, is just I mean, like awesome. We, yeah, I mean, we talk. Yeah, like you said, yeah, this yeah. is the second time we've talked about this episode. But you know, on, on closer inspection, it's. It's a surprisingly dense episode, uh, given mm-hmm. the different plot lines as far as like Jim and Pam's relationship being a little bit going through just a rocky phase for a little bit, but having to communicate mm-hmm. with each mm-hmm. other really well. My, uh, Michael dealing with his insecurities, Daryl dealing with his ambitions. Uh, there's a lot going on. I'm always amazed when uh, we go back to watch these episodes how we still find little mm-hmm. details, little new yeah. things to make us laugh. Oscar dealing with um, stupidity the, once again of the office. The Kevin butt pat, the Kevin butt pat for Danny really me got too, me man. this time. It was so <laughs> me ridiculous. too. And okay, yeah, yeah, great because we'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> Smile afterwards is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I love Andy too. Right behind him is just like, yeah. whoa! Like, yeah. it's, it's oh god, cool stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, uh, there you have it. Costume contest, a spectacular Halloween episode to celebrate the holiday. Um, let's move on to conference room. Five minutes. Okay, everybody, listen up. If you are not in that conference room in two minutes, I am going to kill you. Okay. Uh, for this week's conference room, we got a few just kind of random little things here that we want to share with you guys. First of all, uh, I want to list out, we had a lot of people send in some suggestions for one episode characters that we did a couple episodes ago. We, we just picked some of our favorite ones. Um, we did a little draft of that. Mm-hmm. And of course, anytime we draft anything, people are telling us uh, what we missed and how much we messed up. So let's go through a couple of these people they sent in. Uh, Pam's it, Pam's landlord it. came in from a few different people. Um, oh, yeah. nice. Julie. Yep. Or, yeah. yeah, she is great. Uh, the receptionist at, at uh, Sabre in Tallahassee. And, oh, the lady oh, from yeah. Yeah. And their favorite, Donna <laughs> Shoslovsky, uh, the chair model, who we never... Uh, sh- we only see a picture of her, so I don't know... She's an image. I don't know if she's a character. Hmm. She's a gravestone that is danced upon by yeah. Michael and Dwight. <laughs> so, Rhythm and blues. She's a good one episode dance floor. Uh, this uh, uh, Asian Jim. A lot of people send an Asian Jim, which we never oh. mentioned. Oh, of course. Of course. How Randall, could we Randall forget? Park. Yeah, the Great yeah. Randall Park. Uh, it's a cold open, so it's a little. It fe- it doesn't feel the same. So I didn't even think about it, but it's it's true. Uh, Captain Jack. A lot of people saying Captain Jack. Rob Riggle. Captain Jack's a fart face. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool guy Paul, of course. Yeah, um, and then a lot of people also said Paris, who is Dwight's co worker at Staples. Oh, played my by that gosh. Nicole yeah, Brown. of course. From, well, like from Community. Yeah. Either. Yeah. That's a great. Oh, so it's like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> She's got like three lines, and she really makes it rain with three lines. Nails it. Nails it. Uh, cool. Um, Oh, that's good. Uh, and a couple other things here from one thing we went on Twitter. Dave Waters hit us up and said, hey, listening to the Fun Run episode, did you know that the nurse with the big check is Elizabeth the Stripper from Bren Franklin and also from Dwight's Bachelor Party? We didn't of bring course. this up. Yeah. I don't think we brought it up on the episode, but that is the same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Person. No, that's good. No, no, no. Of say course. That. Yeah. We should have brought um, that up. Oh, sorry. One last character I didn't say uh, sent in from Nikki who said fake Pam as a one episode character. 
<laughs> now, in China, pam, season, pam, season pam, 7, pam. episode 10, Nate and Dwight are looking Thank at the empty you. lot Pam claims to be the new building for the office. They start saying Pam, Pam, Pam out loud. A woman carrying the groceries approaches the car and says yes. Yes. And then, you're not a liar. You're not a liar, too, are you? I've been uh, the, the, the truth. Yeah, she plays with it. It's fun. Get yeah, out of here, Pam. So <laughs> uh, that's a great shout out for me. I can't wait to do to Pam yeah. what I just did. <laughs> to pam <laughs> very good so stuff good. very good stuff so good. uh other thing we got for conference room so at the very top of costume contest this episode we're talking about there's this short mm. exchange between jim and andy which doesn't get resolved because stanley starts drinking from jim's mug and hence the whole what can stanley be distracted by andy says mm-hmm. it's showing up jim something on his computer and says what about this one it's kind of badass right seems kind of crazy in a way I might need right now. And Jim says, I don't know. And then it moves on. You never get resolve of what Andy's looking at. It has always bugged me because it's so funny that he puts it in that context. It just seems kind of crazy in a way I need right now. So I want to hear, what are are our ideas? What could Andy be showing Jim? I don't know if this is just because it's another Halloween episode and I'm just linking the two. But it could be the leather jacket that he's wearing and here comes trouble. Oh, that's a good answer. Or maybe yeah. the, maybe the cross earring is what he's looking at too. Oh yeah. That too. <laughs> yeah. The way, the way that uh, he talks about it makes it sound like it's a motorcycle or a sports car. A car yeah. That's but, the obvious answer. I feel like, but knowing Andy is probably like a pizza stone. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of badass. The way I need it's right a now. pink plaid pants. It comes with a peel. It comes uh, with a pizza peel. Yeah. I thought it'd be really funny if he had a community college course catalog up and he was showing Jim a karate class. <laughs> like an enrollment for karate class. Kind of badass. Kind of uh, also, or, or a belt. Yeah, just a regular <laughs> <Belt>. like men's <laughs> yeah like high end men's butt. belt. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, some pair, some Cuff- some penny loafers. Cuff- yeah, Cuff- penny loafers. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of badass, right? I love In a way it. that I kind of need that's right good. now. Uh, that's anyway. great. <laughs> that's our conference room. I love hey. it. Well, then it's time for trivia. Let's just do our thing. Collect our hardware. And get the hell home. Uh, before we do trivia this week, which Sean, you're gonna you're gonna give us some trivia this week. Couple things mm-hmm. I didn't I missed an edit like last one I think in Harrison's trivia, and I just wanted to apologize to everybody um, who heard to hear that. I'm so sorry you had to you had to, you had to see, hear that edit, but you know what? We're raw. They got to look behind this is the how curtain. How it goes? And I apologize to Harrison. <laughs> our my, our apologies. Um, also, one other thing we we got a submission from our listener Darren. And it's, this is not, it's a trivia question that he doesn't have the answer to, and I don't have the answer to, but we want to crowdsource the answer, and maybe someone mm. can figure this out for us. But he, he says, I have a question, I need the experts. At Jim's cookout, Toby is playing a video game. What game is it? No one can help me. I'm guessing, Darren, you looked, you tried to f- go on Reddit, find some answers on the internet, no one could help him out. So, go to the scene uh, during... Jim's party and see what Toby is playing and see if you can figure out what that game is. Mm. Do you want to look at it right now or should we wait? Let's wait. Let's give people okay. something to find and then our next episode we'll 
See if we remember to reveal that okay. answer. You get. Anyway. You don't want to have like the audio of me like looking it up on my phone. <laughs> you don't want to uh, include as that in the show. <laughs> it's riveting, and it was a B. No. <laughs> Some really good audio content right there. So good. Um. All right. Well, uh, let's let's get into some trivia. This trivia sent to us by Holland. Um, uh, she says, thanks so much for keeping up with the podcast. It's been such a fun thing to look forward to. I hope you like these questions from the search committee episodes. Ah, OK. All right. All right. All right. This is kind of a lot of 22 questions. So here we go. Buckle up. What does Creed's license plate say? In the cold open when uh, Creed is acting. Oh, is it new manager? There. Can you? I'm sorry. That's sorry. New manager. You guys still, oh, I'm sorry. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. We can. We can hear you, Edwin. Okay, you guys are coming in real slow. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we can yeah, still hear you. Do... I can see you. I can hear it you. It seems like it's picking up a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, I missed well, the question. We'll keep I all nailed, <laughs> I nailed the answer, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. All okay. right. Yeah, here. I'll Sorry, start. These are, this I'll is start, like my I'll worst. Start, I'll give it to you again. Just, you know. No, no, just keep Alex's and then just yeah. go to question two, and then we'll just keep Alex's answer. Okay. Okay. Question number two. What are the five things Creed says he loves? Oh, we've had this before. I think I've asked yes, this Yes, we have. Do I, I love, love my wrestling? job? I love wrestling. Yes. I love my kids. Yep, that's one. Yep. Um, I love this company. This His job. job. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, is it like snorkeling? I don't know. <laughs> real estate, oh, that's real estate. Right. and okay. ceramics. Ceramics, okay. And ceramics is number five. Okay. Uh, question number three: What days? What days did Andy's housekeeper go out to get things on the list? What oh. days of the week? Mon- Two days: Mondays and Wednesdays. Monday and Monday and Wednesday. Wednesdays and Fridays. Okay. Question number four: What is the name of Andy's childhood housekeeper? Rosa. Oh, Rosa. That's yeah. right. Yep. Number five, what does Kevin say is Scranton's hidden gem? The Botanical Gardens. Scranton's hidden gem. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yes. I love Number that. six. Oh, man, yeah, so that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, what's Kevin's advice for Angela before her lunch date? The search committee? Because she's got a lunch date with the senator. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> Don't eat any berries you don't oh, recognize. Okay. <laughs> Which must be from Kevin's experience at the Botanical yeah. Gardens. <laughs> what is Dwight K. Schrute's office suite number? As, uh, as building one, manager. 345. Okay. This is deep trivia. From the board. Deep trivia. Yeah. We're getting that. We're varying yeah. in the number trivia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where did Robert California get his paper knowledge? It doesn't. He's like it doesn't matter. Someone, someone challenges him on it, and he tells them, "There's no such thing as a product. That, <laughs> There's only sex." That, uh, 
He once saw an episode about how they make paper on Sesame oh, okay. Street. After showing off her ring, what celebrity does Angela say she feels like? Oh, man. Right? So she comes back from Botanical Gardens. He's proposed to her. The senator's proposed to her. She says she feels like... Barbara Bush? Naomi... I don't know. <laughs> Close. Or I, Naomi Judd. Uh, okay. Naomi Judd. Sure. Uh, how far away is the sun? Uh, 96 million miles. Yeah. 80, 93, 93 million miles. 93 million miles. But shut up about the sun. Uh, how many differences? How many differences Shut does Pam the say there? Shut up about the sun! <laughs> oh, get out, skeleton there. man! <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, question eleven: How many differences does Pam say there are in the pictures she gives to Creed? Seven. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. correct. Tw- uh, question twelve: What time did Robert like Ryan's Facebook photos? Oh, yeah, yeah. Four a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. is correct. Um, question 13. What are the qualities Joe says Kelly has when she's added to the she's search committee? He's short and strong. He's tall and weak. I'm doing an opposite thing. Yep. Love it. That's it. Uh, what alphabet letters does Kevin mention when talking about puppets teaching kids who might be watching? Elemento. <laughs> oh, yeah. A, B, C, or something. I don't know. He says A, B, M, uh, yeah, Elemento, P, uh, F. (laughs) At the very end, he says F. Uh, Question number fifteen: What's the what's the most special thing in the office, according to Dwight? Oh, it's um, it's a silence. (laughs) Yeah, wait, yeah, wait. I don't remember that. What is that? Because Aaron pops her hand up. With the puppet on, right? And it's like, yeah, I need a special thing in the office. And then you hear Dwight say silence. (laughs) That's awesome. I've never caught that. What number does Angela want to keep her wedding guest list to? 200? Yumi's trying to answer this for you. 350. 350, which is insane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was the meal at Pam and Jim's wedding? Pork medallions? (laughs) I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Niagara Falls, pork medallions. That was your dream wedding. Um, <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> What's part seven of Dwight's first priority as Getting manager? everyone home on time. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then she just added as a note, the others are safety, profits, mm-hmm. fostering a community of self-reliance and, and entrepreneurship listening, respect for human life, and bolstering our public image. Um, number 19, who gets pre-fired by Kelly and Dwight? Jim. Jim does. I think uh, the answer here oh, is Phyllis. Oh, oh. The Jim thing is um, yeah, yeah, Dwight, uh, in Dwight K. Street acting manager. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. I don't particularly remember the Phyllis thing, but. Yeah, yeah, it's part of uh, the deal they make. But oh. then uh, when uh, when Oscar calls her a minority, what three types of artists does Kelly claim to be? A uh, singer, mm-hmm. a makeup artist. Uh, no, it's like f- it's nope. like a fashion stylist. Uh, 
fat. Yes, fa- yeah, fashion, fashion designer. designer. Yeah, I'll give you that. And probably yeah. like a actor, singer, influencer, or something. something like that. Uh, yeah. Dancer, oh, dancer. dancer, singer, fashion okay. designer. All right, guys, two questions oh. left here. What what traits does Meredith want in a manager? Uh, five. She has five. A well hung man in his forties. <laughs> That, yeah, that that's two. But she she does preface that with like a, a s- smart, uh, professional, decisive, uh, okay, well hung man okay. in it. Got it. <laughs> All right, and then finally, question twenty two: What kind of muffin does Daryl have every blueberry. morning? Mm-hmm. Blueberry muffin. That's Start correct. Start your day with a bite of blueberry um, or try plain. well thank you so much holland for sending us that trivia um if you have a trivia that you'd like to send us please email us Uh, our email is mspodcastcompany at gmail.com you can also uh give us a call and leave us a message that's 503-694-9314 we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We're, we have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And please join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott. You can become a Scott's Top for five bucks a month, uh, especially with uh, months like November coming up where we're only going to be every other week. Uh, publicly, you'll get you'll get some bonus episodes uh, through Patreon. We'll be recording some other episodes there. Um, and we do that every month, um, and together we all make a donation uh, to the Third Good Marshall College Fund, fulfilling Michael Scott's dream. Working, uh, working to, to fulfill. Kids to college. Mm-hmm. Yes, working, working. Yes, thank you. But uh, but yeah, special thanks to Ryan Lone who helps us with our social media and designs our artwork. And I want to say a shout out to Ruby, who uh, who I ran into at Bear Lake Brewing. Oh, yeah. She recognized my voice from the <laughs> podcast, and so uh, so we got to meet, and that was cool. If you ever like, if you're in Portland and you overhear us talking, come and Please. say what's up because that is totally cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, we love you guys. That's and, some big bucket uh, list episode... stuff, man. That's like, like being, mm-hmm. having your voice recognized is for is a small <laughs> niche, man. That's, it was pretty cool. Definitely the first time. So thanks. Uh, thank you, Ruby. That was, uh, that was cool. Nice run in India. Thanks for listening. Um, and, uh, yeah, this episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon over video chat. Uh, we say it every time, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, we love and appreciate every one of you. Um, one other thing I wanted to say at the end of this episode is, uh, maybe some of you who know me in, in, per- in, in person, in real life, uh, know that, um, my, uh, close friend Chris passed away this summer and last week would have been his birthday. Um, and he was one of the original supporters of the show, just a really supportive person, a really supportive friend. And just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge him and just to kind of say, you know, think about him a lot, but um, take care of the people around you and never take for granted the moments we have together. So, amen. Word, word. This one's for Chris. Yeah. Love you, man. Well, uh, well, thank you guys. Hippity poppy, give me the solid. Yes, yes, sir. sir. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. The monster man from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.